Hi, and welcome to the Mind, Body, Spirit, You series with Tracy and Aleka. Aleka's here with me. Hi, Aleka. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. I enjoy our chats. I do, too. Yeah. It's really nice to dive in and see where we're led. It seems like the uh, time just flies for us. It it does. We have to keep our eye on it. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) it's like, okay, we've got to end now. Exactly. I could talk forever. Okay. So uh, today's topic is about true self versus false self. That's the way that I labeled it. But we are going to meander down the road and see where it all leads us. And one thing that I I sort of wanted to start out for the listeners is by saying, what do I mean by that? And to me, and then I'll ask you what mm-hmm. if you have a different way of looking at this. To me, true self is that that self that was incarnated, you know, that that baby that was born. Mm. And mm. then another yeah. way, yeah, another way of looking at it is our soul self, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that came up while I was uh, thinking about this, journaling about this, etc., was divine self. So, mm. so listeners, when I say true self, it, it kind of encompasses all of that, just our true nature, who we are. Mm. Yeah, that maybe that way that God, Source, Spirit sees us. I, you, you know what I'm saying? I do. I like all those. I, and I think that's great that we can bring in different ways of saying similar themes. You know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I like I like all those descriptions. And then false self to me is a little more simple to me. But maybe mm. you'll have something to add. Mm-hmm. To me, the false self is the ego self. Mm-hmm. And to me, another thing that's important is that idea of well, why are we trying to get back to t- true self? Like, where do we go? <laughs> <laughs> where is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why did we ever leave there? Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, I want to talk some about that. And to me, it's like why we have to sometimes in our whatever 20s 30s 40s it could be i guess you could do it when you're 15 you know it seems that people come back to this searching for their true nature who am i right Mm. Uh, sometime during their life and why does that happen to me it's about like what goes on throughout life i talk a lot about conditioning Mm -hmm. yet and that's what i'm talking about at the same time that word label has sort of that negative kind of connotation to it and it's just it just is (laughs) this adventure of life we're gonna go through things some may be really harsh uh abusive Mm -hmm. right others may just be real common um school right Mm -hmm. Uh, just everyday stuff and peace pieces we we get affected and changed by things and sometimes our survival mode which to me is lives in the realm of false self, ego self, right, Mm -hmm. gets brought up to the surface to help us, really, right? Like, to either, Mm. now you, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and I'd love to hear what you think about this, but give me one second to finish this thought. Oh, please. Yeah, to help us 
all right, I'm thinking about myself. So let's say coming from a hard childhood, a, a place that wasn't the easiest place for you to grow up. Um, I know you had some issues in school that we've recently talked about privately <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, that I never that. knew about Yeah, mm-hmm. until just recently. Uh, so we have to find a way to, quote unquote, survive the situations. And I think that our ego self comes up to the surface and um, has sort of that purpose of how can I logically figure this out? You know, I'm living in this physical world and I know the difference. Like I knew as a kid, like what was going on was not right. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I had no control. Sure. And it didn't matter if I felt connected to spirit or my divine self. I, I had to get through the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Survival, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm going to take a breath and see <laughs> what's where I go. Yeah. Here you go. Well, I, I, let me start at the, where you start. I love that. I mean, I love, I love your interpretation of that. I think it's, um, I think it's insightful. And I think it's great for all of us to kind of contemplate what does that mean? Like we get these, you know, you hear about true self false self, ego, divine self, I mean, all these terms. And it's great to actually sit and contemplate them for ourselves. What does it mean for us, you know? Mm-hmm. And and for me, and, and what at this point, you know, where I am with my understanding and, and, and what I, um, and with that I teach, is that, you know, you, you say, well, what's the difference or what is the true self versus the false self? And, and to me, what comes up, is is similar to, to definitely to what you're saying with with some maybe subtle differences, um, and that is, I think that the true self, our true self, is that sort of all one truth, no separation. In some respects, to me, you know, I I'm a very visual person, so I see it sort of as this light. Mm-hmm. You know, call it God, call it divine source. I don't know, call it you know the prime mover. I've heard it called so many things, but that thing that that or that light Mm -hmm. and then that's true the ego is any separation from that so our true self is that our ego self or our false self and i definitely see that you know that um false self is the ego self is anything that takes away from that and i do think um that we are absolutely divine beings having a human experience. And that our, you know, our, as Rumi said, you know, our task is not to seek for love because, and this is my paraphrasing, that we are that, mm. but merely to seek and find all the barriers within our yourself, your ego, that you have built against that. So, you know that that's kind of how it makes sense to me and and as far as what one of the things that you said that was interesting which i i see it a little bit differently but maybe we don't you know but this is just my mm-hmm. understanding is that i think we actually come in with an ego um i think we come in with a, with a with a light with a true self i think that's there as well but i think the ego is that karmic patterning as our last podcast talked about that we come in with these kind of blocks mm-hmm. already set in place and because of that, 
we create what we believe about ourselves. Some of these beliefs are deeply ingrained into our egoic psyche, and now they're finding it's actually ingrained in our actual DNA, these beliefs. So when it shows up in our experience, it's because it's it's part of our filter. So our ego self actually creates situations, in a, in a, as you said, in a way for us to show us so we can undo it, so we have opportunities to undo it, so we can get back to our divine or true nature, which is remembering that we haven't ever, we're no, there's no separation. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't forget, can I go to the karma aspect for a minute? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, that is, <laughs> I'm kind of laughing because of this karma thing. <laughs> Oh, that's right. We, we, yeah, Alec and I went back and forth. Are we talking about karma? Oh, we talked about karma last month. But it's all karma, right? That's right. And so it's interesting because my explanation was focusing on this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And you bring up that very important piece of we come in with karma. Right, which does everybody who is interested in listening to that because we can't redo the karma talk right now. <laughs> but it's it's listed. It's on the it's on mind body spirit you the letter u dot com if you're listening from somewhere else. Uh, so I'm really grateful that you it almost reminded me. Like, for some reason, I was really focusing on, like, this lifetime. I've got air quotes going. Mm. When when I was processing through, what does this mean to me? Yeah. So it's well, great it's that you added. Right. <laughs> it's great that you added that that knowledge, that layer that mm. is so true. And some people don't believe in karma, right? Some people don't believe it exists. Yeah, I mean, to me, to my, as we talked about in the last podcast, but the way I see karma is really cause and effect. Right. We clearly come in with something. I mean, and I see that ego. It's written about in um, spiritual traditions. It's it's that sins of the father concept mm -hmm. where we really do, and they're showing this in epigenetics and DNA. It's it's fascinating new study on 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 genetics and um, how we literally pass on beliefs mm -hmm. in our in our DNA, which which gives us this idea of, wow, our beliefs create our ego. We're literally passing on ego to, in some ways, and, and, and truthfully we are. And this, as you said, you know, that ego is that habitual programming, you know. And so it's as if, and this is how it makes sense to me to some extent, we all come in with like an operating system. Like it's either Windows or, you know, something. But we come in with this operating system that is, our habitual programming. And then we filter, we put in, we put, you know, divine energy through, right? Because that's what creates our experience, this energetic through this operating system. And wow, it creates a reflection of that particular operating system, cause, effect. If we want to change the effect, we have to go to the level of cause, mm -hmm. which is the operating system, and change that. And to me, that's that's sort of the work of dismantling that false or egoic self that we get to do in this earth school. Right. And then people might think, oh, well, great. So I come in with my stuff, but <laughs> I, I want to 
sort of process it through in my way of understanding in hopes that it will help others to understand too. So, yes, but cause and effect. So we come in with this kind of program from we'll call it karma, right, mm-hmm. past past sure. lifetimes, our our families, the culture, everything. And we affect our lives. So for me, I, quote, unquote, needed, right, to be born into the family I was born into so that I could do everything I needed to do so that I could move through my karma, right? Mm-hmm. And back, back, see, there we go, back to true self, question mark? Mm. Not, not really, right? Because I was, mm-hmm. I'm always there. Mm-hmm. So the idea that... Uh, We create our lives and that some of that just happens. Like when we're a baby, yeah, we're Mm -hmm. just a sweet little baby, but we Mm -hmm. do have sort of this imprint that's going Mm -hmm. to play out in our lives. Absolutely. And the great news about that, I mean, the great news, this is why, you know, it's not bad news at all that if we're the problem, we're the solution. That's really good news because if it truly is not our, like we don't have any effect on it, that's when things are really scary because then it means we're relying on the outside circumstances to change, to create a healing within us, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah, you know what, we come in with this stuff Um, and it's, it's not punitive. Again, as we talked about, it is what it is uh, as far as, yeah, if we have perhaps some beliefs around personal power. If we have some beliefs that have been passed down or create, you know, this operating system around um, around worth, self-worth, we're going to manifest situations in our life so we can correct that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to manifest plenty of opportunities to practice. You know, it's it's that great idea of we don't, when we ask for healing, we don't get healing. We get opportunities to, to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in every opportunity that comes up, we have the ability to say, whoa, wait a minute. What's this about? And um, that's, you know, that's how I see that that kind of process. Mm-hmm. So with almost everything in life, it's true self, false self. Mm-hmm. Is it about balance or is it about, you know, a lot of people try to almost eliminate, right, take battle against the ego? Mm. Is it about balance? Because how can we, I don't know, can we survive, quote unquote, (laughs) in the physical plane just always 100% like without ego? Well, that's a great question, and I, I must say that I'm not sure I know the answer because I'm not there. Right. It's a, it's a um, and I don't, you know, yeah. I, I know that there are masters uh-huh. that have taught on that and, and what they've said. I mean, one of the things I think that's interesting to remember about this is that in energetic terms, like, um, you know, look at the work of Marcel Vogel or um, as they met, the ego is the, like, the bricks that hold the mortar of the world together. It is mm-hmm. the densest of energetic energies. You know, it's the densest of matter. And if we think about it in that way, 
everything is vibrating at a specific vibration and the denser the energy, the more real, the more solid it is. So the egoic world is very solid. It's very separated. Everything is labeled. Mm -hmm. Everything is separate from me. You are there. I am here. I am this person who is different than that person. That is a tree. That is the grass. As, you know, teachers talk about in different schools of thought, becoming enlightened, but they're really sort of, it's kind of a beautiful visual of releasing the ego, releasing the weight. You become lighter. And as such, you don't see the the, the heaviness, the separation cl- as clearly. So there are absolutely, you know, teachers that have been here that have, have ascended, I think, to that level. Um but I don't I don't know if they stay here very long. I'm not sure if they're what happens exactly when they get to that specific space. Maybe that's something that we can't know because wherever they go, they can't tell us, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not sure. All I know, I do know a few things um, about that experience, and that is my life sure seems to go better when I'm align, aligning mm-hmm. with the other than the ego self. Mm-hmm. Um, it yep. takes me down a path that's, that seems much more fulfilling and right. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. I, I mean, and again, we we can go further on that. I do know that the ego tends to tell me the ego very well. I would off. I would go to say that the ego has nothing of any um, truth to tell me, as far as about myself, about my belief system. It, it really doesn't. It's that voice inside of us that keeps us limited, small, and separate. So for me, the process of working with the ego and dismantling, you know, the ego um, is less about, of course, making war against it, you know, because what what we, the energy we we put out, we create, we get back to us. So we don't want to declare war on something that we might get war back, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's about and, turning up. And we up. do. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. about turning up, um, you know, what, what we fight, we strengthen, really. Mm-hmm. What we resist persists, right? There's that great line. Mm-hmm. Um, and we strengthen what we fear, and that is actually strengthening of the ego. So for me, it's about turning down that voice and, and turning up the other voice. And, you know, people ask me all the time, well, what is that voice? Who? What is that and I think we've mentioned this before, but the per the the you the you asking the question who am I? That's you. Without the ego, the one that right. asks mm-hmm. who am I? The watcher, mm-hmm. the witness, right? So when we can get into that space, and I, I think programming wise, we're not normally have. Because we come in with such strong egos and because our world is so validating to the egos in so many ways that we're not quite taught how to dismantle that. We're not quite taught how to listen to that other voice. So for me, it's a process of turning down one and turning up another. How about you? How does that work for you? Well, right now I'm really considering 
going back to what I said at the very beginning about like being the newborn baby and mm. being your true self at that point yeah. versus, versus the idea of coming in with such a big ego, right? Yeah. And it's funny, it's an interesting thing because most, you know, maybe what I'm thinking is that level of ego being, well, you're not, I don't, you're not self, you're not negative self-talking when you're, <laughs> I don't believe you are. I don't know. And you can tell me, well, I do believe we do. But anyway, (laughs) you know, I think when you're laying in your crib staring at your um, mobile, you're not like, oh, my gosh, that thing should be purple instead of green. And and I can't believe that I forgot to suck my thumb today. You know (laughs) Right. I mean, I would agree that you may not be having those particular thoughts, but I think that there's a lot of discord uh in that. I mean, babies cry. Uh Uh-huh. There's there's clearly discomfort mm-hmm. and and frustration right and and anything other I mean not to say they aren't loved too I mean they have moments of joy but I almost wonder sometimes if the reason why children cry so so much in those first few few um, weeks of of life and not all babies cry but that's one of the things that they do you know right. is that they've they just realize they have an ego again, you know. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's the sort of an interesting hole. thing. Yeah. I I think this is the thing too that it might help you with that. Um, is that the ego is not like it doesn't it's not a bad right thing. You know, like just because you have an ego doesn't mean that you're having bad thoughts all the time. Well, it kind of implies that, but there's not like a um a negative thing about it. Meaning, you can be in a, babies can have egos. You know, they they can they can have egos and have thoughts about how the world should be different right. than it is. That's what. Yeah, this is the conversation because it's to bring more clarity on what is it we even mean by this. What do we even mean by ego? So that's right. why that's why I've gone back here. Okay. So part of the ego is that critical self, the negative thinking, the blah 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 blah. Things should be different, right? For sure. Yeah. And then the more, I don't know if I want to even, I don't know if I want to say esoteric or not, but I don't know what I want to say. But Maybe deeper. Yeah, a yeah. deeper level of this, a deeper, deeper layer of what is the ego is what you're um, describing, okay, mm-hmm. that we come in with, you know, the karma, the programming, the certain aspects of who we are so personality now there's a whole nother thing oh yeah i mean yeah. sure yeah we do come in with that mm-hmm. and i mean truthfully the to me the basic premise of the ego is separation mm-hmm. the moment we have a baby they're separate mm-hmm. they are set they they have i mean they start to discover their hands or their hands right right yeah you know they are separate from me that is the ego at work they they are suddenly separate. I want right. to be held all the time, right? says the baby. Well, you're separate from me. That's a tough concept because maybe they are very used to not being held. You know, I don't know exactly what happens before, you know, that all that works. I have my, I have my ideas. But there definitely is a sense of separation with the ego. And then... Is this what I was alluding to in regards to it's not all, quote-unquote, bad? What's like, that? Like, let's, let's make believe. Mm. What would the world be like if we didn't have this 
this ego. There wouldn't be a world. Self. Right. There wouldn't be one. There wouldn't be this matter. There wouldn't be what we perceive. We would be home. Exactly. Right. So that's why we can choose to, in a way, embrace it because we've made this choice to incarnate in the physical plane and be human. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would definitely agree that there is... Like the the benefit, if that's a word we want to mm-hmm. use, of the ego. Or yeah. the why does it exist? It exists so we can exist? Is that what we're saying? Well, it exists <laughs> because we believe that we're separate. I mean, these are great questions. I don't think, though, that our existence, you know, meaning um, us being here in this particular reality is exactly where we're wanting to be, mm-hmm. you know, because the e- this this particular world is definitely more of a schoolroom than a nirvana. Right, right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that if the ego exists, it's to for us to have the the stuff to work with so we can do the work, mm-hmm. so we can go back to not having an ego. Correct. Remembering that we're not separate from that, which is all of us. Right. Right. Yeah. I have a hard, I have to say, I mean, and I have to look at this, I have a hard time embracing the ego um, because it's, and I can in a sense that I, as much as I can say um, the the game board is helpful for playing the game. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 That's what, that's. So it's about, well, wait, let's go back to that. So is it about balance? Since we're here in the physical plane, I know that we want to continue to go back to our true selves, continue to reunite with our divine selves, okay? The umbrella of all the labels we could call that. Did I already say divine? Yeah. (laughs) We can say it again. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, and we have this ego, right, to help us navigate, so to speak. And it's not always helpful. <laughs> it's rarely helpful, uh-huh. you know. I mean, to be honest, it gives us the framework from which to undo. It gives us the very things. That it shows us the very things that we need to let go of. Right, right. right. Um, But as far as giving us good data or good information, all the ego does, if you think about it, the ego gives us history or evidence. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much what the ego does. And and, and specifically I'm talking about as it works through our thinking minds because it keeps on putting into the operating system the same data. And then this, we get the results from that particular data. The one thing that teachers talk about when they talk about being in the present moment, the reason why we seek that mm-hmm. is because that is the one place that their ego does not exist. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the ego is, you know, it's it's like we, I suppose, um, our mind can be very helpful for when we're needing to write a book report. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have to put the words on the page, and, and it can give us the tools to navigating through sort of the world that we've created. But other than that, it doesn't really help us much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and part of the reason why this is difficult to 
comprehend in words what we're describing is because it's like um it's almost indescribable do, do you know what i'm saying when well, i say like that true self uh-huh is a difficult thing to describe because in the air in the realm where it exists words do not exist because there is no mind uh-huh there is no ego how do you describe something that is there do you know what i mean i know I it's kind of i do yeah nice. yeah i do and i'm trying to locate some good questions mm. to get more clarity uh Got so it. that's why i'm kind of being quiet yeah 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 i mean it's 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 i try to and so it, to some extent what i look at is the true self is is everything that um is is outside the ego which is everything else you know the present moment is is as close to that as we have right because that's the one place that the ego cannot exist the reason why it cannot exist is because in that present moment we're not thinking if you've ever been fully present i mean imagine you know being fully present like um i get this sometimes when i'm driving over the the bridges downtown you know mm-hmm. or moments of a beautiful sunset when you just felt that like utter divine rapture where you're just going wow mhm the one thing that you're not doing in that moment is thinking you're you're actually in a space of that which what we seek mhm when people jump out of airplanes to get that you know what are what are people not doing in that moment thinking addictions mhm can get us to that place of that place of experiencing that sense of not thinking however you know all of 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 those things to some extent are what um spiritual teachers talk about when they talk about false idols right and the, you know so it it won't last for very long so this path that we're on is finding that as much as possible exactly yeah so when you say well, well how do we how, you know, do we find balance? To me, it's no. I mean, I, I don't really want to find. I, my my ego doesn't need balance with my true self. I would rather my true self be there more than more times than not. For sure. But but it's a practice to continue to go back and go back and go back to those spaces That's, between spaces. Right. Right. Where we find the moments that that the ego doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. It is. It. it when I use the word balance in regards to this, uh, ego and our true selves, our divine selves, false self and true self, I would say that, yeah, absolutely, our goal is is to be in our true self as much as possible. But then the reality that with most people are dealing with <laughs> is about trying to find a balance, right? Because we... I'm, I'm, well, you might disagree with me, and that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Yeah. What I was going to say was we can't really exist in this normal, you know, our reality that we know, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting in my office, in my home, recording a podcast with Aleka <laughs> right. without thinking, right? I mean, I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Well, so, sometimes, I mean, yes, yes. Yes, you're right. Thinking is necessary to um this 
this earth school, like, you know, we do need to think to balance our checkbook and money is important, right. you know, because we need a place to live and we have that kind of stuff. Um, but I would, I would, I would offer that as much not thinking you can do the better. I would agree with you totally. Yeah. I am just saying, trying to keep this um, achievable. Like, okay, so what do we do, right? And now I just have to throw my thing out that I mentioned to you before we started. Oh, I love it, yes. Because it seems like the right place for it. Mm -hmm. That I, I, (laughs) this idea of like, when is the ego useful? And I got this answer. Take your ego to a job interview, but let your divine self guide you to the right job. Yeah, that's good. All right? So it's like, I'm just saying, I'm just bringing it into our everyday lives, right? So we want to follow our hearts, follow our true selves in regards to what our career is going to be, right? We want to live from our heart space. Anyone who's listening to this type of podcast, you know, they want to feel joyous and in the present moment and all those fabulous things. And we have, well, I know. I mean, it's a rabbit hole. Do we have to work? No, not really. Right? I get it. Mm -hmm. But in general, that's what we are here, like, thinking we have to do. (laughs) Right. A whole other podcast. That's the belief system that's programmed in. Exactly. So we're doing what we do. Um, So we find the most bliss we can. This is how I live in doing what I do. That's why I do these podcasts. Because I was guided, because it feels good to me, because I can be my true self, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when my ego steps up and I start worrying about not being perfect, et cetera, et cetera, I have to say, no, thank you. I am doing, in this exact moment in time, perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. And again, when you're in that space of acceptance and you are in the present moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that as you ask, you asked a good question, you know, which is, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good question, and that is, do we need our thinking minds? Right. You know, do we need our egos, in other words? Right. Our yeah. false self. Is, our, yeah. Do we need it? Do we yeah. need it to survive? I mean, do we? Yeah. Do, the question, I think, is do we want it? Mm-hmm. Do, do, why do we want to be here? Right. You know, that our ego is the thing telling us that we want to be here because it's better than that place that we think we're separate from. Yeah, it's interesting. Which, you know, so I right. I have to add that, you know, because and I think that the undoing of the ego, because I, and I struggle with that. I struggle with that because there is a funny thing that happens sometimes when we start thinking, well, if I get, and this is how it will feel to you, um, most likely people listening and, and anyone doing this work, that but who am I without my ego? <gasps> we get very afraid because who am I without my, my role? Mm-hmm. You know, it it is along the Sufi concept. Um, Buddhism talks about it. It's often, it's a yoga tradition as well, which is you have to die before you can really live. Mm-hmm. That's what they're talking about. Before you can really experience life, you have to be courageous enough to let that part of you die. Mm-hmm. The separation, the belief that I am something. Right. I am my job. I am my role. I am this. That is very difficult, but it's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, and I think that 
an interesting thing about kind of the authentic self, as you mentioned it, which is so good. Um, when we are authentic selves, when we are fully present, you know, we are most obviously most powerful and effective. But what's interesting is when we're authentic self, we don't actually have to be anything. We just are. Yeah. And in that way, there's very little thinking there. We're just expressing. We're just being. So, you know, there's, there's, there's layers here. And again, you know, we have, you, you said something so, so profound, which was so good. And that is, well, we have to work, you know, and I was like, well, do we? This is, and you said it. You you asked yourself. You're like, do we? These are the these are the layers of the ego that we have to undo. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty well convinced that, and this is a belief, but this is what I've learned thus far. I got plenty of those. I got a lot of grist for the mill. I have a lot of layers I'm undoing. Um, because once we move on to the layers of, you know, from healing, sickness, belief about our bodies. You know, we, we, we go into money, jobs, um, roles. Then we start getting into deeper stuff like death. Um, exactly. You know, and, and even deeper layers. So it's, it's, believe me, there's, there's plenty, um, to undo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and plenty it, to work on. Right, right. And in a way that isn't, <laughs> isn't that the journey meaning so we've chosen to incarnate we have our stuff our karma our past our ego our full self we have our divine self that is searching and searching to get to that place of nirvana in a way right that mm-hmm. place of bliss and people that are interested in mind, body, spirit, right? They are seeking that. And yet we know it's here. It's right yeah, now, I, right here. Feel it. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, and I think that there's a good concept I should bring in here. Do you mind if oh, I no, go. go there? Um, I don't mean to interrupt. It just came to me, and I was like, oh, I better get it out um, because I'll forget. And, and that was, you know, there's there's a teaching that goes way, way back. Um, to some of the original writings um, in some of the lost gospels. And the teaching is the word tuvehun. And it's it's an Aramaic word, and it translates for for us, meaning, you know, it means blessing in our language. Um, and it's basically meaning that we have been implanted with neural structures, and that is really the term that, as we translate it directly, that's the words they were using way back then, which is astounding in and of itself. That we've been implanted with neural structures that, you know, as honored, will will lead us home. And I I take that as, you know, our egos incarnate with our egos intact, but with also this deeper, deeper part of us that's the blessing, that's like our homing beacon saying, you can come home at any moment. You can undo this anytime you want. So I think that's the part of us that keeps us seeking. You know, that's the part of us that goes, there's more to this. This isn't all there is. You know, and and, and asks us to question um and so just as we've been sort of downloaded with this 
egoic programming, we do have this part of us that, as honored, it, it's also within. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> silence on the silence on the radio. <laughs> That's okay. I think that sometimes these. Um, I heard Ram Das talking the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously who Ram Das is, mm-hmm. and amazing teacher. Amazing teacher. I love his work. And he was stroked not too long ago mm-hmm. by, a, by a stroke. And it, that's how he uses those words. And now when he speaks, there's so there's gaps mm-hmm. in his speech. And um, one of the things he said was people like to listen to him now in, in a way that they didn't before. Like he feels like his speech is even more powerful because as he speaks, then he gives people time to sort of reflect and and be in those moments of silence. So I don't know. I think there's something really great about just taking a breath and taking it in. Exactly. And I want to share something in regards to getting there, so to speak. So, you know, as we come on to the closer to the end of the podcast here, I was thinking we could share some ways to connect. If you're listening and thinking, huh, I think my ego just is in charge 24-7. It's how pretty do, much how it is. How, yeah. do we, how do we reconnect? You know, how do we reconnect to yeah. our true self? And and I I want to share this tool that I just learned last weekend when I went To the animal communication workshop. I've never, I have never been taught this method of breathing. (laughs) Mm. And it was, uh, it was very like profound to me. I was like, oh, there, there is that space. So it's just about getting to that present space, that, that aha, that feeling that you said you can achieve while driving and seeing a beautiful sunset. Some, Some can do that, some can't, right? Some, you know, their minds are so busy they hardly even notice the sunset. But this is more of a do, you know, seated in your room, not driving a car. But just that idea of taking a a really deep abdomen-filling breath and then holding it for a moment and then releasing. And at that release place, right, it's like, if you need to count, count to four, whatever. But when you're done with that cycle of a full breath, meaning in and out, and just concentrating on that moment in time, okay? So it's like, there you are. Like, do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. That's So really paying attention to that space in between breaths, because she was teaching us about connecting to our intuition you know, we were learning about communicating with animals, so it's all the same stuff. Getting out there, outside of your ego, <laughs> outside of just be able of, to connect to those other places that aren't the brick and mortar world. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just wanted to share that that idea of I like just that. breathing and stopping it in between breaths and feeling that space that exists. Right. Yeah, reminding yourself that that there is one, that there right. is a space between stimulus and response, and that that space is there. I think that it's something, the best tools for me are the ones that are the most simple. Yeah. 
you know, because that's truly how this work is, as you you know. For sure. The the things that are most simple are the ones that are the most effective because this stuff isn't complex. I mean, it is a little bit complex. It's not difficult. Right, right. It doesn't need to be, but it's not easy. Exactly. Simple, but not easy. Right. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Perfectly. That was exactly what I was looking for. I have two um, techniques. One, I have I have many, but these are the two I'll share today because this is what I think um, is effective. One of the things that can happen when the ego is in full and the pain body, the ego, another word for that is what Eckhart Tolle talks about when he talks about the pain body, the thing we pass down, ego, you know, false self, all the Correct. stuff we talked about. Yeah. Um, that when we're in that space, we can often find ourselves in a whirlwind of thinking, right? So we get thoughts, 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 thoughts that create feelings, that creates more thoughts, that creates feelings, that creates more thoughts, and it all stems from a belief system. And it just feels almost like we're a hamster on a wheel. We And sometimes what's needed, and it can cause panic attacks. I mean, one of the things about anxiety, panic, any of that stuff is the thoughts are racing. Mm-hmm. The thoughts are, we, we're not having panic in the present moment. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. To actually have thoughts, or I'm sorry, to actually have panic or super anxiety or any intense feelings, we actually need to be thinking. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that I've have found for people that, and this is a neurolinguistic tool, um, but it it really and it and it's a spiritual tool as well, but it works on many levels, and that is if you focus on a sense. So if you're you know pinching your hand hard, you know, or you feel that ouch, or you are sitting in your chair and you really just are feeling, what does that feel like? My feet on the floor, my feet in my shoes, and you are just completely immerse yourself in for a few seconds in that space. If you smell something, so something to do with the senses, if you smell something pungent, keeping lavender or peppermint right next to you, that will bring you right back to mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, something where you hear, you start to listen, just all of a sudden start to tune in to wherever the room that you are, just the more subtle sounds. They found that any kind of reliance on the senses will bring you right back to the present moment because it is impossible to think and feel at the same time. Feel a sense. When I mean by like really right, be right. in that sense, you cannot think when you're in it. And if you if you question that for a moment, take a, a second and get into like if you're sitting down, like the, you're back on the chair. You feel it. I mean, you feel your back on the chair, the nuances of your clothes. Do you, is, is there any pain anywhere? You breathe, you're breathing into that space. Now tell me what you had for lunch. And if you are really in that space, you can't speak. You can't formulate that. Your brain won't allow that to happen. So that's a trick for any kind of severe anxiety or where your, your mind is not turning off or you just get, you're in that cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I really um, encourage people to use that technique. The other technique that you know that I talk about all the time is question everything, and it's 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 a Byron Katie thing, right. which is if we need to dismantle that voice of the ego, we have to ask, is it true? Because nine times out of ten, actually ten times out of ten, that voice of the ego is wrong. It's, it's not even true. It's, it's giving us a story based on history, based on someone's conditioning, based on a, 
um, a belief that was implanted or we acquired or whatever. But it's not true. And that that way of questioning is really, for me, and what I found with my clients and for myself, one of the first ways that we can really start to the process of letting go of some of these limiting beliefs and this ego part of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, question everything, which is exactly what we do here, you know, which is one yeah. of the reasons why <laughs> I sometimes we jump down that rabbit hole and I'm like, wait a minute, I've, I'm lost down here. But yeah. it's 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 what we that's what we're doing, you know. It's, it's absolutely what we're doing. And question everything. Run it through that, as I call it, you know, that inner filter. Mm-hmm. Is this what I believe? Mm-hmm. You know, is this is this true? And if so, why are you believing a thought that isn't even true? Right. And you know, it's um, it's a good way to start. I think the first step to dismantling anything is recognizing it's there. And when we start to really recognize how big that ego voice, that pain body, um, is in our experience, it is astounding to, to to notice how much of the day that programming is showing up. Yeah, it is. It, it is. is. It's, it's, it's astounding. And the great news about that is, you know, you can we can clean out we can clean out our mind of that. We yeah. can learn how to do that. Yeah, that's nice. I'm like sweeping. I can feel exactly. it. Sweep it away. Yeah. yeah, Marianne Wilmington talks about that a lot. Oh. Who's a master teacher? You know, mm-hmm. she says you take a shower every day. You know, you wash your car. You clean up your kitchen. How often do you clean out the contents of your mind? Right. And then we wonder why we're unhappy. <laughs> we have faulty filters. We have dirty filters. Right. So. That's the first step, I think, is to start questioning, start being aware of what that even is, that ego voice. Yeah. And so tuning back in, you know, on a daily basis, it can be multiple times a day. It can be, you know, during 20 minutes of meditation. It could be running, right, exercise, Zumba for you. (laughs) Not the only way. Actually, I don't. I don't wouldn't know if I get into the maybe because you teach. Yeah, so you're probably more. I might in your be mind. thinking, right? Yeah, right. But still, um, those things do help us uh, reunite, so to speak, with our true self. Absolutely. I mean, and that's why any spiritual tradition teaches you how, like any serious, you know, um, spiritual tradition teaches um, meditating. Right. Yeah. Teaches silence. Yeah. It tries to to teach you, you practice being in the present moment, you know, practice turning off the mind or at least just not believing it. Because I don't know if we can really turn it off as much as we can stop believing it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and just practice and practice to still it as much as we can. And in the process, we start to hear a different voice, which is that homing beacon I was telling you about. In the process of, of the, as we turn down the voice of our ego selves and actually get some space, as you described it in your breathing exercise, mm-hmm. between um, the, the space between spaces, the, mm-hmm. the time of the now, we actually start to hear a voice that has always been there, that if followed, has the ability to take us down a path that we've been looking for. Exactly. Um, but sometimes that takes down, we have to turn down the chatter. You know, Wayne Dyer, um, who I love, talk, 
says, don't die with your music still in you. Yeah, that's nice. But first, we have to turn, we have to stop listening to everyone else's radio. Mm -hmm. And the chatter that's going all around us, we actually have to start listening to our own music. That is a beautiful place (laughs) to stop. (laughs) I really love that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't die with your music. Yeah, don't die with your music still in you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Aleka. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Such great questions and such good insight. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's really nice to do these chats. So I wanted to, before we go, Mm -hmm. uh, remind everybody about things that are happening in April. This is this call, this podcast, this recording from Skype, the interwebs. It will hit the interwebs on April 3rd. And then... You have your Food and Feelings e-course starting starting back up. Yep, on the 16th. Correct. And I am going to start up uh, my next round of Seven Steps to Empowerment, Healing Through the Chakras, which nice. starts April 23rd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody who – oh, and then at the very end of the month, we'll have our channeling series that is the last Wednesday of the month. I don't have that one up yet, so I'm not sure what the date is. I think it's the 25th. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And so everybody who is listening, who's not listening from the website, stop by and find out what's going on in the virtual events at Mind, Body, Spirit, you, the letter U, dot com. And you can find articles about everything from astrology to emotion and feeling written by Aleka Mm -hmm. and myself, all kinds of different things with that. I'm not sure. I might have to go look and see what I've written about true self because I know I have written things about it. Mm. I'm not sure if they're on the website yet. (laughs) And just stop by. You can leave comments. The other thing is, is that if you guys have anything that you'd like to hear about, please you know, if you have questions, oh, go more into this, or what do you guys think about that? Just let us know via a comment on the website or from one of our email addresses, which you can also find there. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be fun to do like a question yeah. and answer thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, talk to us, people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Blessings.